Hey, what's up? It's Avery here. Well, I guess who else would it be? It is my own show. <laughs> you see, my show is on platforms like iTunes and Spotify, and you may wonder, how do I get my show on these platforms? Well, I do it through an app called Anchor. It's free to download, and you can use it on your phone or on your laptop. And it also comes with creation tools that let you edit your show. You can also make that sweet moolah with your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, want to get started? Download the Anchor app on the Google Play Store or Apple's App Store. Or go to anchor.fm. It's that easy. Hey gang, what's going on? Before we start the video with myself and Sammy Shipley talking about the NRL season, I want to say that in the video, I left it a part in which we discussed the Toronto Wolfpack waiting on their vote to get back into Super League. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but I still wanted you to see how much passion Sandy and myself had for the team and rugby league in general in Canada and in North America. A sport that we have fallen in love with and a sport that we want to have a future in Canada and abroad. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Landed. Melbourne have won it. Challenges. Melbourne have won it. Yo, yo, yo. What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back to the Avery Sports Show. Zoom talking NRL again with the one and the only Sandy Shipley. After the end of the NRL season, the one in which we know had its issues getting back and restarting, but it was the one that we've been talking about for quite some time. They reached the end of their regular season and their postseason. The grand final saw the Melbourne Storm winning over Sandy's Penrith Panthers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it became your adopted team this season, 117 straight, but unfortunately fell in the final to Melbourne. Yeah, anyway, we won 17 in a row. <laughs> <laughs> you did. That you did. Yeah. I, you know, as, as a new fan, um, I was just enjoying the game. You know, it was an achievement. I mean, I didn't pick Panthers because they were a great team like the year before, you know. It was great to see them overachieving in a way. Like, people would not expect them to have been to the grand final based on last year's performance. So for me, I really just enjoyed, I embraced the game as a whole. Yes, Panthers was my team throughout the season, but it was just great watching rugby league to that standard and you know yes I'm disappointed but I'm also very proud because it is such a young team and if you look at how they did last year to this year they really just you know as a fan it's like you know what good on you I think there's so much for us to do next next season you know they will learn from it and, I, and if this is what they are doing now at this point in time what can they do next next season of course, even they're last, young. Yeah, they're a very young team. And last year, like you're saying, Sandy, finished 10th um, in the table last year. They're under 500. They turned that around to being uh, top two in the, in, in the NRL. And they're led by Nathan Cleary, who is one of the best players in that league, um, finished top three in voting for the Valley M Awards, Player of the Year Awards. He had a great year for the Panthers this season. Yeah, he. Um, I've never heard of him before. You know, so he was a player that I've heard a lot of people talk about. So oh, he's he's the guy to to look forward to to watching play. 
But actually, what I loved about him is that he seemed to, to know that one of his teammates is going to go somewhere. So when he was kicking, I'm like, how, the, how did you know that <laughs> telepathically they just knew that when he kicked, who was meant to go? Or he just knew that he could kick it because somebody was going to come. And the difference I've noticed is that the kicking game in the NRL is so much stronger than it is here. Yes. I mean, over here for the Super League, I see a lot of the kicking, but it doesn't really work. It doesn't lead to anything. But in the NRL, it's like one of their super skills is knowing how to kick. And, and Nathan is just, you know, you can't deny it whether you are a Panthers fan or not. He is a great kicker. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. In NRL, kicking is used much more in the offense than just for penalty goals and conversions. Kicking is used way more in open play than in Super League. I thought it was really cool to watch. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but no, it was just great watching a team. And like I said, obviously we're all remotely. There was no fans. Mm -hmm. But I just had a great time. And that's what is great about sport is that you enjoy it, that it enables you for, you know, 80 minutes to switch off from reality some from a new fan perspective i absolutely loved it yes i would love us to have won the, the grand final but you know what the way the panthers played i'm a fan for life you know and you know there are some players i absolutely love to either watch play or pronounce their name like monsoor i love saying his name you know <laughs> there are some names i go monsoor it's just yeah and i thought he was like french or something like connected to french but you know but he's Lebanese or something. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So there's some players that really attracted uh, my attention more to the game and either through personality or just their technique, you know, you know, Staines, when he played that game, the debut game, I was thinking, holy man, when this kid is matured, if this is what he's doing now, holy man, when he's actually older, what can he do or what can he not do? You know, that one game was just, and obviously he got injured, but it's quite exciting to see what next year we're going to bring if this is what they've done this year. Of course. And now for next year, you know what? I'll say as much, Sandy. Uh, I'm going to say watch out for the Rabbitohs because next year they're going to have guys back, like, they're going to have Alex Johnson back, but also they're getting back with Troll Mitchell. So when he's yeah. back and healthy again, I'm hoping for some revenge on the Panthers in 2021. <laughs> revenge? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we've got that to worry about. <laughs> no, do you know what? For me, it's, you know, I, I want to see the great players come back, no matter what the team is, because I want to be able to see them play. You know, there's a lot of players in a lot of sport that we watch that it's kind of like, it's a shame I'm not able to watch play because I want to see this great player that everyone talks about, you know, so I can see it for myself. So, yeah, so even though they are coming back and, and obviously they will play against the Panthers, I actually want to see them play to see what it is that everyone talks about. And hopefully their recovery will, will go well for them. But, you know, I'm, I'm quite excited. I want to see Staines play more. I want to see him develop as, as, as a player, you know, and just see partnerships grow like J Jerome Luai he was amazing I loved watching him play yeah. in partnership with some of the players so for me it's it's an overall experience you know it's whether I'm a Panthers fan I still enjoy the entire season watching other games because it's the sport that I'm attracted to the most and watching 
the skill set, Avery, the skill set of, of, you know, sometimes you see players who are taller and bigger, not being fast runners, but there are players in the NRL who are, who you wouldn't have thought because of their height or their size, that they would be fast runners. But some of them are like, how are they able to physically run that fast? Right. Because gravity wise or whatever you don't expect them like in super league some players are on the bigger side and not fast but it doesn't seem to be an issue in the nrl so that's why it was quite enjoyable as a rugby league fan just to watch the entire competition exactly and yeah that's a great point uh, watching nrl players there's certain guys i see play and when they're carrying the ball like a like a josh out of car like a james tedesco they carry the ball like NFL player. That is NFL player speed watching both those guys. I wonder, like, dang, why the NFL and national camps have brought more of these guys in to try out to play NFL because they see that this is football player speed these guys have in the NRL, which you can't find in most other sports outside the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think just, you know, look, I'm not an NFL fan, and I'll tell you, and I, I, I need to know that. <laughs> There's something about the NFL I really don't like, and I think – but in terms of the, the, there was a documentary that I remember seeing where an NFL player tried to um, um, trial for the, an NRL team, and they did a documentary on it. And it was fascinating to see how the level of physicality for an, an, an NFL player was actually not good enough. Like, they weren't strong enough for an NRL team. Mm-hmm in terms of how much it, energy and, and power you need to have and strength. And yeah. that's why I'm probably more attracted to, the, to rugby league is because it is more gladiator side. You know, it's got a lot more brutality to, towards it, the physicality. And, and maybe that's why I don't like the NFL. Maybe it's just, you know, the way the game is played. It's not for me. But I do think, you know, what I did see during the whole lockdown is that there's been a, a lot of NFL fans on Twitter really adapting to the, to, to watching rugby league. Yeah. No, it was they, great to see that. Yeah. I think, I think what, what draws people is the fact that of course mentioned the, the physicality and the fact that the limited downs people can relate to compared to union, which, you know, they don't like that because they find union slow. They like league because, you know, six tackles, four or three downs. And then of course the fact that, guys are not coming off the field to play offense or defense in rugby league where, yeah, you, you are in rugby league. You're at the same time, you are a quarterback, a linebacker, a receiver and a kicker in your same role. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I still don't like the idea that I don't have the players on the jerseys because that still confused me. So at the moment, I only know <laughs> players by based on their hairstyle. <laughs> So if you've got a very unique hairstyle, that's how I'll remember you, or a tattoo or something that really stands out. Because I still, even when the Panthers are playing and I'm watching, I can't tell who's got the ball sometimes if they're going too fast or, you know, just because it is quite a fast game. So I don't really like the fact that there's no names on the jerseys. How have you adapted to that? Have you been able to learn more about players even without the names i've been trying to yeah there's certain players there's certain players like you mentioned like yeah hairstyle like a giant arrow you can tell like that's him with the the mullet you can tell that's him but i agree saying that yeah it really is really weird because we're in our part of the world we know players from the the jersey numbers 
the jersey numbers are attached to the player's brand. But in the yeah. NRL, it's still based on your position. You can have someone in, a, in, a, in back-to-back weeks being a number one, and then they're number five, and then they're number three. I yeah. don't get that, but I feel if you're going to try and grow your league a little bit more, you're going to have to eventually turn to the method of giving numbers based on what a player wants, not by position, to get fans, in our part of the world at least, to attach that to, uh, to the players. Yeah, it's like Gretzky, 99. It, it's, mm-hmm. It sticks. And, um, and I like that. I like numbers. It's like Ethan, he associates Ashton to a number. So he wants that number because of Ashton. Right. You know, it's that kind of thing. And it is part of the brand side of things. But it, doesn't, it seems that in the NRL, they, even though they don't do that, they still seem to be able to market players really well. Yes. They seem to know how to make the most of some players from a marketing point of view. And I absolutely love how they build up games. I mean, on, on Twitter, you know, Fox or whoever's doing the promo videos, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it really has a North Americanism to it in terms of the graphics and the noise and the, all the fancy things that go with it. And I really like that because it does build up to the whole thing. You know, the imagery of players from previous games coming together and, yeah, so I, I really like the way they market the sport there. I really exactly. do. Yeah, they do, they, they do a really great job in um, the brand building, yeah, the, for the storylines. Like, say, for example, if it was, say, uh, South Sydney and Sydney, they're going to do the whole the, the Sydney Derby, Battle of Sydney, and they're going to break down what happened last game, history of it. Even for, yeah. like, the grand final, they went into the history of the Panthers, the history of the Storm. Like, that full background gives you context. It helps you learn who the stars are, how the teams do. I know, I know it didn't happen this year. I know it was very toned down. The Dali M Awards was their giant, like their award show. I know this year it was held in the studio, but you, last year, it's a red carpet event where you see the personalities yeah. and you learn about the different awards and who's mm-hmm. going to win different awards in a NRL. Yeah. And, um, but no, it was interesting because I was speaking to somebody about um, the, um, the state of origin that's happening next week. Yes. And I couldn't believe how many people commented which team I should. I did not do my research before I posted that tweet about who I should follow because I didn't realize it. What was it? State of origin in terms of where the player come from or the league they are playing in. You know, like you've got the American League and, and the, um, you know, like in baseball, you have two different leagues, the American, American League and National League. Yeah. I thought it was a national versus American League based on the, play, the players where they play. It used to be, but it used to be. Was it? Yeah, I, grew, I, I did some work in it. I researched how it used to be, um, the old state of origin rules used to be, yeah, it was players based on where they were playing. And then it got yeah. changed in the 80s to where you, where you first played league. That's when it changed. Yeah, so, so now it's where you're from. Exactly. So, and that's why, because like I said, I should have done my research. I'm really <laughs> sorry, but yeah. But, so all the Panthers fans like, Blue, blue, you're a Panthers fan. I'm like, what are you talking about? What's that have to do with it? But I then realized, and then looked at the Panthers are one of the most successful teams when it comes to player development. The number of players who actually come from Penrith area is incredible. And I don't know what they do, but there is something unique about their player development. 
process or journey or whatever. And everyone acknowledges that. I mean, everyone I've spoken to from other teams says, you know, Panthers have got a very good player development. And, and I don't know why. So hopefully I'd love to go there and visit, I know, and, and kind of speak to, to how they do it. Why are they so different to, say, the Rabbitohs or, you know, even the Storm, like, in terms of right. their player development? Because you're all in the same league and they're all big cities. Well, a lot of them are big cities. So what is it that makes them unique in, in how they do it? That'd be um, a, yeah, that'd be a great thing to try and figure out. And what I do mention, for those who don't know what Save Origin is, it's a three-game series between players from Queensland against players in New South Wales. It happens every single year. And it doesn't matter if you're playing the same team. If you've got a teammate from Queensland and you're from New South Wales, you'll play against each other in this best of three series. Yeah, and it's the top players in, in, in certain positions. So obviously, when I looked at it, there's four Panthers players playing for, for the Blues and one playing for the, <laughs> the Maroons. So I, yeah. so I said, right, I'm going to see where my favorite player is playing. So if he happens to play for Maroons, I'm going to have to go for that. But thankfully, Steven is actually in the Blues, so I'm going to go for the Blues. <laughs> I would have... I would have been annoyed in a way. I thought, oh, I'm, I'll be the only Panthers fan going for the Maroons because, you know, there's only one Panthers. And I can't remember who it is, but there's one guy playing for the Maroons who's from the Panthers. But no, it's, um, I can't wait. I've not purposely watched any of the State of Origin games from last season because I want to really embrace it for what it is. You know, everyone said amazing things, you know, like private messages, having chats with other Australians. And I really want to embrace the, the actual experience and not try to look at last year's games to try to get the history of who won what. Um, so who are you going to go for? I think I'll, I will go for New South Wales. There's a lot of guys on South Sydney who are from that area. So I guess just by osmosis, I am going to cheer for New South Wales. And I, I find it funny how last year, or usually it's done in the middle of the season. And I find it fascinating because why would you want a series that happens mid-season where you're going, where you're competing against your own teammates, and then going back in an in all-season? I guess they do that with the all-stars in baseball, don't they? In a way, oh, uh, they do, yeah. But again, they're it's kind not of. The same. I know the caliber. Before anyone says <laughs> anything, I'll make it clear. I am not saying that the caliber of the game is the same as the all-stars. Okay, I get that. I'm just saying that you do have that in baseball but clearly state of origin is a lot of a tougher game to play but so i just thought i'd make that clear before anyone tweets something going how can you compare the two <laughs> the one thing too is that the difference that you know our 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 showcase games or our all-star games the players aren't usually going full out in state yeah. of origin they're going full out which is like i'm thinking like wow you're really trying to you're really trying to play the, the blow up tackling your own teammate we got to play. We got to play with each other in two weeks. Like that was funny. So, so who who was your player for your team? Who is there one player that you really enjoyed watching? Well, there after uh, Alex Johnson. I loved watching him play. He stepped up massively when the troll went down. He led the team in tries uh, this year. He's in the top five all time in tries. He's been one of their faces of that team for quite some time, and he gave them hope. Back when early in that season, they were struggling. Mm -hmm. I know they were very inconsistent. They're up and down. But then they went on that five-game win streak, and he mm -hmm. was their main cog 
into getting into the but finals. No, so yeah, it's 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 interesting. So I was speaking to um, to a few NRL fans, and you know, like the Broncos fans I've spoken to have been really disappointed in terms of they really expected so much more from the team. Now I I don't know if they should have performed better because I don't know much about the team, but it seems that I wasn't expecting them to have been that poor in terms of the way they played. I expected a stronger team, but I don't know why it wasn't working for them. I, I don't know. Do you, have you spoken to any Broncos fans and, and kind of discussed their, their player performance? I haven't, no, but I just know that they felt that this year was just a um, completely, they should have been better. They couldn't believe that start they had to this season. And I think they're really going to demand more of their team next year because they're not used to being that poor um, for that long in a campaign, Sandy. Yeah, yeah. One one of the players I really like to watch, and I'm, I please forgive me if I pronounce this correctly, is Brian Tuu, T O O. Brian Tuu, that's close. <laughs> the winger, the, the winger. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked him. I don't know. There's sometimes there's some players when they grab the ball, it's just like magic. You just he just was, re- you know. I really liked watching him. And like I said, you know, I think Mansoor, I love saying that name. You know, there's something, you know, I liked him. I think he was a great player. Um, I'm assuming he's one of the older players in the team, like more, I guess, with more experience. Yeah, but I'm yeah. sure somebody will correct me. But no, I think 2021 is going to be a great year for us. I really, really, really do. And I think it's, a, you know, maybe losing was the best thing we did. Like, like, like the Wolfpack, we lost... In our first million pound game, That's and then right. we eventually won. So maybe it's a good thing we did lose. <laughs> you know what? Hey, you know, I'll, I'll say as much as the pan- at least with the Panthers, you scored more than the Wolfpack in that first million pound game. Because you <laughs> my hair out when they lost that game, London four two. I was going nuts when they lost that first million pound game. But yeah, yeah. I think we'll come back stronger and learn from that with that young side. And yeah. uh, one thing I didn't know, even learning about the Panthers, was that I didn't know that. They had um, originally fired Ivan Cleary. I didn't know he was fired once or before, and they yeah. brought him back for a second term, which yeah. is any sport. It's always controversial when teams go back to the well and bring back an old coach, but he made it work in Penn's second but, time around. Yeah, who would, have, who would have guessed or who would have, you know, bet money on that him coming back would have made all this happen? You know, it's... Um, but no, I, I think it's great. So are you going to get yourself some merchandise for next season? Because I, I, I'm, I'm ready, and I've, I've got an order through as well. So you know we, need to dress, we need to dress for the occasion when our, when our teams are playing. No, though, the shipping costs from Australia, though, are not. The shipping costs are insane. To Canada, that's the one that kills me, is how much it's going to cost to get gear from Australia to um, Canada. Oh, I, yeah. I, the thing is, it's the import tax. It's probably going to cost more than the actual merchandise that right. um but yeah so I, I i've got a t-shirt the um the premier win t-shirt i've got that on order so i'm waiting for that to come but yeah i think i need to get a couple more things and i'm ready for 2021 i've got my scarf nice so i need you to to kind of join me in this you know <laughs> but obviously I, I can i can post your uh panthers scarf as well if you want <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny you mentioned that gear I, i've got offers to go to a game in uh, Melbourne, to see the Dragons play, to see the Bulldogs play, 
to see if they have a ridge in. I might just spend a whole year in Australia next year if, I, if the borders are open to watch a game in every ground. <laughs> that, well, that's, that's, that's my point at the moment is, because, um, you know, I'm a big sports fan is, is because my husband, Mike's best friend lives in Australia. So it's like, oh, let's go down to Australia and extend it. Because <laughs> one of my plans to do, and I've been speaking to quite a few fans from all the clubs, is somehow try to, because I know Australia is big, so I might have to fly yeah. at some point, but is actually start at one point to the games and then kind of drive or fly to watch every single team at one point in in that two or three weeks that I'm there. It's probably going to be like three weeks, but I would love to do that. That'd you know, really cool. Yeah, whether my kids would want to do it, I don't know, but I, do, I, I definitely want to. If they, if they don't want to, they can stay home. But I don't, I don't think they can look after themselves. That's the problem. But yeah, that, that is my ambition is one day is to go to Australia and like you, go and watch every single NRL game that I can in that whole time. So the schedule needs to work for us. So do you think you and I should speak to the um, NRL and try to get make sure that um, the scheduling that they do for the year that we go suits our travel, um, our travel plans so that we're not missing anything? Might have to, because might have to. I think that'd be kind of funny for all these these two these Canadians coming over to watch a game every ground. Yeah. Let's liaise with them to find out when are they arriving, and let's see which which path to. No, I definitely, and I also want to go to to, to see um, Penrith. I want you know going to that stadium. They have an amazing hospitality, and you know just the facilities are quite good. So I'd love to go and see that. But yeah, but not if um, Brian, Brian McDermott is there. So hopefully we're back in and he stays with us. It was funny because right? I was having, um, I, I did a tweet about this. I, I put a tweet saying, oh, I had a, a great work meeting and all we did was talk about rugby league. That's why it was quite good. Because the guy I was speaking to is a rugby league fan. He's a, a Rhinos fan. And I just happened to ask him, what's your opinion? What do you think of the Toronto situation? And he was like, I just don't understand. And I said, what don't you understand? First of all, he thought we trained in London. Oh, okay. Which, <laughs> anyway, so I said, no, we don't train in London and so on. But I said, why would Canadians, why, the thing is, it's not going to bring fans from Canada to watch because who wants to go? And I'm using these words because this is what he said to me, not because I'm discriminating against any team, I swear. He said, <laughs> why would any Canadian come to England and go to Hull? or Castleford. Those were the words he used. Those are the teams he used, not yeah. me. And I said, Canadian fans don't care where the city is. They, they don't care. Right. You know, you can be in Timbuktu. If that's where the Wolfpack are playing, we'll go there. <laughs> you know, we're not, we don't discriminate by the location mm -hmm. of where it is or what it means to the residents. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, you, and you know that, you know, people don't, obviously in North America, our sports teams tend to be in big cities, Right. That's how, but it doesn't discriminate you. Oh, I'm not going to go to this place because it's not as big as mine. It, it, we don't care. So fans, and I know fans were coming here to go to some of these places. So they were, I said, look, you know, when a Toronto fan comes, they'll be booking a hotel. They'll be using the restaurants. They'll be, they will do some sort of traveling and spending some money. You know, so for me, it's, and he, and he never thought about it. Says, so you guys don't care that some of these places are villages or whatever, you know, kind of, it was something like that. And I said, 
honestly, we don't care. We just want to go and watch the team play. And if he, if Hull have a great team, that's all we care about. Exactly. You know, we don't really have this. And it's, it's a very common question I get, Avery, about, you know, when I speak to people here in, in the UK about, well, do Toronto fans want to go to this place? I'm like, we don't care. We really do not care about any of that. We just know that we are playing against Wakefield. We're playing against Leeds. We're playing it. That's all we know. And that's where our focus is on. And we don't care, you know, if we have to get a train and then get attacked, that's what we have to do. But that's not, it's not going to put us off from going to watch something, you know, watch a team. And that that really opens their eyes. They really have no idea that we are quite open-minded about that. Exactly. And yeah, our our culture is, I mean, I like the fact that there are differences in culture, but yeah, like two Canadian, if you're going there for the first time, you want to take in the full experience of these different grounds, of Wakefield, of Lay, of Leeds. You, you, want to see what, you want to see what it's like. You want to see how rugby league is like in the heartlands, in these places. And if it's your first time there, you don't care. <laughs> yeah, you don't. And, 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 and honestly, if you, the guy was like, really? I'm like, no, it really doesn't bug us at all. You know, we're there for the game. And we will actually embrace as much as we can. You know, Hull has got the aquarium. So they would go to the aquarium. And there's... You know, there are places you can go and take pictures. You know, that's, that's what they'll do. Yeah. And, and honestly, it was um, an eye-opener for him. He said, oh, and in that case, I think they should come in because I would love to see. I would love to go, he said, because I've never been to Canada. Mm. But I would love to meet Canadians coming over and actually wanting to, you know, cheer on their team. So it, it, was, it was interesting. And I think, and they give this guy, Carlo, the benefit of the doubt. You know, give him the chance, a fair chance, and I understand due diligence, you know, I'm not discrediting the need for it, but I think it's fair just to give him an opportunity to show that the words he's got in his plan, he means them. And I read business plans all the time for work. So I know that there's a lot of BS and a lot of um, cloud, you know, type things. And, and it's like unrealistic, you know, but actually, if, if this guy has done a revised plan, yes. give him the benefit of the doubt. And if it is true, it's better. Well, let him equally show you. Don't vote against him because you still don't want us to see what it looks like. Because we'll never know. Unless you give Carlo the opportunity mm-hmm. to implement this plan, nobody will ever know if it could have worked and the worst thing in life is regret regrets not doing something it's true you know and 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 that's what we need to say is you know if if we put that in our own lives avery you know we sometimes say oh i regret not going here i regret not doing this and it's a horrible feeling because you just don't know what the opportunity would have been so for me it's that you know what if the guy if if the guy has really worked hard on his proposal vote him in and let him show you that he was serious and and then at least you know whether it worked or not exactly and i'm sure he's probably got a plan b that the games are going to be here for example next season until the restrictions are are open right so but at least we've got 12 teams who can compete i think 11 teams will be very difficult 
player welfare mm -hmm. and, 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 and everything else. Yeah. And, but no, so what, 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 what's your view on where you think it might go? Do you think that they are going to give them the benefit of the doubt? I think they will. I think that I, you know, I think there'll be enough teams who look at this and say, you know what, this, he didn't, he was the guy who wasn't paying players, wasn't paying staff. That was David Argyle. Let's give him a chance. Let's see what he can do. Because you mentioned Sandy, it's regret. I don't want this team to go down in sports history as a giant. What if, what if they got a second chance? What if they did? Because the Wolfpack right now, they have a chance to build this game in Canada through, uh, through a uh, development plan to get kids into the sport more, to start to grow that pathway of getting Canadian talent along with Ottawa, along with New York growing American talent. Because one thing that people say with rugby league is that they've been doing the same thing for 125 years, looking for a change. And if you keep on doing the same thing again and again by turning down Toronto, well, you're gonna lose the entire continent of, fan, of fans, players and media. Yeah, it's, um, I'm quite excited with the idea that we've got a fresh, an opportunity for a fresh start. That's what I want everyone to see is that we've got somebody who could have easily by now dropped. He could yeah. have easily said, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm tired of, you know, everyone being so negative at me. I, you know, he could have easily just gone, you know what? That's it. I'm pulling out. Yeah. He could have. But guess what? He hasn't. And he might not be the flamboyant David Argyle in terms of his personality, but you don't have to be that kind of person to be a fan. No, exactly. You know, he can be a pat And I think people might be concerned that he's not excitable enough in terms of his personality that what if he gets bored? That's what I'm really worried about. What if I'm, what if I'm concerned that he's going to get bored of this and then he's going to walk away? Well, not everyone needs to be as bubbly or as, you know, hyper about any sport to say they're, they are a sports fan. And so for me, I really hope that he's given a fair, you are Carlo, you are new start, now show us. Exactly. Exactly. That, that is what they're going to need. And I, I hate the fact that I'll, um, in Super League, it turned to Robert Elston talking about the viability of, it turned from Toronto's viability to rugby league in Canada's viability. And I don't feel it's fair. That's moving the goalposts. Now you're tackling an issue which I don't feel is fair. Now you're, now you're trying to cast stones towards Ottawa and towards the entire country as a whole, which isn't fair at all when you've already done so much. I just, I think it shouldn't be in Toronto's, um, you know, on, on their shoulders that we are responsible for growing the entire sport in North America. What we are is we are an open door. Yeah. Just like with just like with networking, just like if you had a business, I'll go, Avery, I see that you know John Black over there. Can you introduce me to him? So once you introduce me to him, it's my responsibility to make it happen, to actually have the conversation. So for me, I see Toronto as we are the door, we are the person that will open the door. But it's for you to maximize the exposure that we've just given you. Now, I've done some research, and I always do my research, is there are, so in, in the U.S. alone, they have an annual census, and there are approximately 23 million people in the U.S. who are related to British people. Hmm. 
that's some real research right there, Sandy. <laughs> I really, I, I love to do, re just like the 73 billion, it was all the research I had because I didn't want to talk about it making it work without the numbers. So there's a census that they do every year. So there's about 23 or 27 million people who are either their parents are British, grandparents, some, there is a British connection. Now that we know there are a market of 20, that's the easiest thing, connect to the, your heritage, to your background, you know? Right. So like there are Wolfpack fans, like Teresa, she knows that her, I think her grandfather is from Newcastle. So she's like, oh, I want to get to know more about that and so on. So if you know that there are an X number of people who are British descent, of British descent, start tapping into that. Because there will be people from Warrington area, from the Manchester area. There will be people from the Wigan area. Yeah. There will be people from Hull or nearby. So it's about you using social media to tap into that. And all Toronto had to do is have a team there because just because there's a, a team in North America doesn't mean that those Americans are going to follow Toronto. And it probably is not likely because we don't like... <laughs> Americans will tend to like Canadian teams generally. So they might say, you know what? I don't want Toronto, but I'm going to pick somebody else. So just like with me, you pick teams, new teams for different reasons. Of course. So when I, when I went onto the Wolfpack fan group page, I asked the question, when you pick a new team for a new sport, what are the reasons? And we had family history, we had the colors, we had a particular player, we had a game that I saw and it just attracted me to that. We had, I've been there on holiday. There, there were 20 reasons in total why they picked a certain team. Oh, that team's the same color as my favorite team. So there's, there might be a Rhinos fan who supports the Eels because guess what? Blue and yellow. Yeah. So there's a lot... So once we start the season, if Toronto are able to, to get back in, it's up to the clubs to start tagging on to. They've opened the door to a new market for us. Now let's start targeting certain people. Exactly. Not directly, like I'm going to target Avery, but a community of people who we know are connected to the UK somehow. That's the easiest one. Of course. And we, and we know Canada is a big country because if State of Wolfpack are are back in and playing in 2021. We don't know that there's not going to be investors who want to get involved in the RFL rugby league from, say, um, like you're saying there, uh, from Vancouver, Montreal, Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Nova Scotia, who see this and say, we have, yeah, we have a, a giant expat um, um, community in our cities. We want to give it a shot by launching a uh, RFL team in British Columbia, in Alberta, in Manitoba, that could really um, start something big. Yeah, and, and like I said, I think the opportunity is huge. It's making that opportunity and grasping it, grabbing it by the horns and actually going for it. Don't lose. We've lost a lot of time with COVID. Let's bring some optimism. Let's bring, and sports brings people together. You know, that's it. You, and, and there's a lot of NFL fans that we could tab because guess what? When the NFL season finishes, what starts? Right. 
Rugby league. Rugby league, yeah, rugby league starts when it's done. Yeah, exactly. So there's no clash in that, and also there might be a week or so, but there's no right. general clash. So let's tap into the NFL plans. Let's partner up. You know, exactly. let's do something, right? Because we want to tap into your 20 million fans. Yeah. So again, why can't Leeds Rhinos partner up with, say, uh, a team in in the NFL just by whatever? And then start building that. Look at um, Liverpool. You know, they're owned by the Red Sox owner. Yes. You know, there is going to be some cross-marketing. As there should be. Yeah. Because yeah. God, so I think there's a lot of opportunity. Is just look outside the box, I think, is what is needed. Is look outside the box. Don't look at what's been done before because we are new territories. Let's try something new. We yeah. have got an opportunity to really grow the sport. And with the World Cup coming, with the World Cup coming next year in the UK, you know, North Americans will travel. If they have really embraced rugby league in Canada, well, in, in, if we are allowed to come back mm -hmm. and we market it just the right level for all clubs, because it'll benefit every club, we will get people coming over for the World Cup because guess what? North Americans love the grand events. Absolutely. They, they really will pay do. for that. You know, they will pay for that. Yeah, and we have in the women's tournament, Team Canada's playing for, in the women's tournament right there. Yeah. And I, I, hey, and hey, to the, and this is a message to the World Cup organizers. If you want some ambassadors who are Canadian, you got two right here. Reach out to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, Canada are going to be based in Leeds. Yeah, so. it will be. Yeah, like, should I, should I do a tour? Should I be your tour guy? <laughs> you should. Why not? I'll do some poutine. Invite you to my, come over to my house. I'll make some poutine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's Timmy's. I'll bring some as well. But no, do you know what? It's been great talking to you again. Um, you know, Team Blue, that's going to be my team. And hopefully it'll be a great, like I said, I'm really enjoying it. It'll be the first time I'm watching it where I've got a team. So it'll be great to kind of, see how how it goes but everyone's really built up that it's it's the greatest game or series of games ever because it is the elite of the elite yeah you know is. yeah I, i'm on i'm on team blue also i'm sure for new south wales also so it'll be fun to watch these these three games see how they go in the first ever format of it being an end of the year series hopefully it's a 3-0 sweep so if it, any queenlanders watching i'm sorry I'm sorry to the Maroon fans. Maybe we, we might watch your the audio. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say thank you to all the Panthers fans who, since I, I really, obviously on Twitter talked about it, they've really, you know, they've been friendly. They've contacted me directly and just had really good conversations and really helpful trying to get me to learn the game and trying to make me understand more about the team and the history. So Everyone who's taken time, thank you very much. It really has added to my enjoyment of my first NRL season. So thank you. Awesome. And it was great that we beat you as well, Avery. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to mention that. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm so glad to come back. I'll, I'll say finish, finishing, you know, the last four teams was great. It's great meeting fans from all over Australia and New Zealand. I, you know, I love meeting also the New Zealand fans who, you know, hey, they played a whole year outside of their own country yeah. and almost made the final. They almost, they, were, they finished four points back in the final eight. That was a heck of a year meeting Warriors fans. And hey, next year, I think we got to do, if the boards are open, 
we got to do a grand NRL tour next season if it's possible somehow. Yeah, and, and I think, like, like I said, acknowledging the sacrifices that a lot of the players have made in their families it's it's incredible you know it really was true sacrifices to do to be away from family the way they have and that appreciation was there from every club every fan of the sport you know whether that that player plays against you that appreciation of the sacrifice can you actually say oh i could easily do that i mean our wolfpack players did that in the first few seasons they were away for six seven weeks and that's really hard. And unless you go through it, you can't understand how difficult it is. Imagine if there wasn't FaceTime or anything like that. You know, it'd been even worse. Mm. But yeah, so acknowledging the sacrifices that they've made to make the season possible, because if they couldn't or they wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be here talking about the, the grand final that we had last week. But yeah, so fantastic. Nice. And hopefully we'll have some good news soon, Avery. <laughs> I hope so. Yes, hopefully by the time it's up, you know, we're talking – we can do we can do another one again talking about the Wolfpack back in Super League. That is a hope from all of us in rugby league world who want to see the game grow. That 2021, there's Wolfpack back in, and hopefully some way somehow it might be distance, it might be it might be limited capacity, but hopefully the Wolfpack can play you know in England and in Toronto as well in 2021. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you a scarf by the way. I know you're a Panthers fan, really. <laughs> I'll see you later, Avery. It's great speeking to you again. Of course, good luck chatting. All right, see you later.